heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? What are the horses to follow? The forgetful runs, the stories. On Racing Pulse, bring on David Gately. Uh, David Gately with his post-mortem from the weekend. If you've got any questions for Gator, send them through 0412 And uh, Gator, good morning to you. Uh, uh, well done, um, because you put your tips in for Ballarat on a Wednesday and you couldn't have foreseen what the situation was going to be on a Saturday. Uh, you, you still kicked everyone off with the first three winners of the program uh, and your best bet of the day getting home. And then what's fast becoming a bit of a cult selection, the Night Watchman also saluted in Sydney in the last. So uh, a good day for everyone all round who follows uh, your tips on the weekend. Yeah, kind words. Good morning. Uh, it is, um, I think it's nice to start well and play with their money and then finish while you can't give it back. That's my running theory. No, 100%. Um, when you're doing your post-race analysis for Ballarat Cup Day... Is this just a put that in the very unique basket or can you follow any of the format of this meeting moving forward? Uh, look, it's challenging this time of year, isn't it? Because you just don't see that many uh, tracks of that nature and oh, they marked it a heavy nine. Look, uh, pretty bottomless by the time uh, they're running that last race. It was really difficult to, to make ground as well. Uh, basically, you had to handle it. Uh, that's rule number one. And secondly, gee, it was a tough day to be a swooper. We thought the track would sort of, they'd be getting off the inside close to the outside rail, and a few jockeys tried it late in the day, but they just couldn't make any ground. Um, tough going. I was waiting for that to occur, but every race you watched, you were like, you just want to be in uh, on the fence or up on the speed as well. So, I mean, by the time we got to the last, it was decimated. Uh, I think it was a field of six when Brung King was second emergency, and I was worried about it getting a start 24 hours earlier. So uh, he was good. But uh, with that on-pace bias, um, you your forgive file is going to be far too big to talk about. Maybe you can just pull out one or two that you thought ran outstandingly well. Yeah, well, I mean, as far, yeah, you're right. As far as the forgive file goes, it's, um, you know, you've got horses, that are, you know, pointing into the market like Foxy, Cleopatra beating 20 lengths. I mean, clearly that's not their, uh, uh, their right form. Um, but, look, there are a couple of really nice performances and, Against the pattern of the races, you know, a horse like Ocean's Above, I think it's about ready to win, um, was in race six. And it's still early in the campaign as well. Um, but certainly, yeah, we're certainly forgiving horses like Foxy, who was only third up. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, plenty of um, those gallopers that were able to make ground, even if they were, you know, still beating five, six lengths, like even a rogue rocker, um, that, you know, you can say, certainly add merit to the performance, mm. let's say that. Yeah. What about Captain Envious in the Cup? He was super dominant. And, you know, there's some pre- pretty lofty targets that Paul Pushka's talking about. How do you rate this year's Ballarat Cup overall? Yeah, look, I think he's a good horse. Um, and uh, he was heavily backed, wasn't he? And, and did a really good job coming from midfield on the rail. Um, got on the back of Young Werther. I think it was, it was a, a perfect sort of steer. You couldn't have scripted it much better. But, look, he went straight by Young Werther, who just run well in a group on my trade race and beat him two and a half lengths. Oh, bad. With six kilos left, just folk held on for third. Uh, he's barely a 2,000 metre horse. 
the non-frontier held on for a distant fourth, beaten seven lengths, despite looking to, to knock up, but still beat everything else well enough. So, gee, um, look, the winner we're certainly taking out of the race because he can perform on dry ground as well. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and young Bird continued his terrific form, but not much else we can take out of it from a from a future winner standpoint. From a forgive standpoint, we can. Yeah. Do you think Taunting's a good horse? That's probably a little underrated. No, I agree. I think the family key to him. I think he's a natural leader. You know, I think his record when he leads in races is very good. Uh, he was able to do that in the Apache Cat Classic, then stepped to 1,100 on a wetter uh, track and was just as dominant. Uh, you know, albeit a lot of opposition either weren't there or didn't handle it, but um, he did all he could do. And what's he now, five from nine at 1,100? And a couple of those misses have been in races where he's been a forgiver and all they've just been the races have been too difficult for him. So good little second, third level sprinter, absolutely. It'll be fascinating to see how the form plays out for the two year old classic because we're all we were on a, a little bit of a better track, race number two, and Arabian Summer certainly franked the form that she'd shown in her earlier starts behind some pretty nice horses. I, I was super impressed with especially the last hundred metres, the way she just raced away from no, I agree. So I summed it up similarly. Had um, showed good natural speed, seemed to travel well, but the dominance in the last hundred was um, really easy to like, and and sort of powered through the line to some extent. Um, still marked it as a soft five in the track, and even into race three. So I guess we can trust the rating to some extent there. But the win was uh, was excellent, and just crossed the line prior to that with an Anisa, who just won impressively as well. So. Certainly some early uh, emerging form lines from the two-year-old um, brigade. And give giggles. Um, when we spoke to Calvin McAvoy on Friday, he said, look, trainer error. Um, we, we should never have tried to go down to the inside during the Melbourne Cup Carnival. And um, that was a, another lovely turn of foot from her on the weekend. Yeah, it was that. I mean, obviously they had a plan and put the hand up and got it wrong. I mean... Look, we've never missed a winner after the race. Before the race, they had they had a <laughs> uh, you know a, a plan, and it just it just didn't work. All the action in that race was near the outside rail and inside. So obviously, a forgive run um, had won three straight at Ballarat prior to that. So make that four straight at Ballarat, and, and the dominance was there to see. Had the right run, sure, but probably didn't need it because the margin of three and a half lengths was um, was significant. A little bit different the situation in Sydney on the weekend. It was extreme heat the conditions that they had to deal with up there. And uh, the Inglis, and again, the two-year-old race, Inglis Nursery, worth half a million dollars. I'm not too sure um, about Beer Baron, who was almost a a wonderful story, just got run down. But Odinson's got that form lines that we were talking about through the Melbourne Spring Carnival. I thought he did an outstanding job out wide and the way he was strong to run down the leader on the weekend. How did that race rate um, from your assessment? Yeah, look, the win, um, I thought it was exceptional. Uh, you're right. So drew awkwardly and ended up uh, sort of trying to go forward, but just didn't have the speed to cross them. So Tyler Schiller, the pilot, quickly went to plan B and restrained him for a little bit of cover, but he never got it. He was back, ended up third last and five wide. Look, I know 1,000 metre ram is only the, you know, the one turn there, but still, um, they don't often win with that run and balanced up and run over them anyway. Beer Baron, you mentioned, was off the speed in four wide, um, Otis in five wide, and uh, even the third horse, the last 100 was terrific. The other the horse that uh, beat Odinson home uh, at Flemington was Blue Stratum and the favourite. 
and actually pulled up with the thumbs. So mm. if you're on there, that's a forgive-file runner. Uh, but winner, no, terrific. Well, it's done a good job to finish fourth then as well. <laughs> Would have thought so. Yeah. yeah. They don't win with that affliction too often. Uh, huge prize money in the Ingham. It was a, a big field, and in the end it was Lock Eagle who wins for Chris Lees and, and Dylan Gibbons. What did you make of that race? Yeah, that's no, a good race. I mean, the, the prize money's there, um, you know, and that's what attracts the good horses and held a few of those that have been running well in Group 1 races, the likes of Ozapenko and um, even Detonator Jenk to some extent. They hang around for these sort of, for the big prize money purse and, um, Lock Eagle was terrific. He's had a, a great campaign, and he's one of those. I mean, he was his third emergency um, midweek and through barrier 22. So what do you do with him? Um, you're probably not going to get a run. If you do, he's going to be wide. Well, he not only gets a run, he gets in three wide with cover um, and wins well. Attractable gave a great kick off a solid speed and ran really well. He's flying that horse for that stable. Um, and Lions Raw was good. You know, he he just couldn't uh, couldn't quicken at the key point. Held up a touch, but probably had his chance. Um, but a good race this year. And Lock Eagle's a really good horse. He's not just a wet tracker. He's, he's a good horse. Full stop. A couple of SMSs are coming through. Hey Gator, step aside. Was the biggest moral beaten of the day in Sydney? It was a terrible watch for putters. Yeah, look, I, I marked it uh, similarly. I think should have won the race. Um, just held up at such a key stage. It was really only full bore from 100 metres to the line. It just wasn't enough time with 60 kilos to accelerate past them. See I started a good job, though, from back and wide and uh, run with the tide showed good fight, the third horse. But, um, no, I think you're right. I think you can you can sob about that one. Um, Matt Stewart was giving us his own hard luck story. He backed Sinawan at 60 to 1 in race number 8. and it wasn't beaten far. He might have been one run too early. Ran really well, didn't it? Back and wide, um, six lengths off and straightening up and didn't really quicken at the top of the straight. And that's probably what brought him undone. His last hundred was lovely work to get within 0.9 of a length. And, you know, the first and second horses led and sat fifth on the inside. So uh, he's run extremely well, to, you know, against the race uh, pattern to some extent. So, um, yeah, look, um, and, and yeah, fourth at 40 to one hurts. <laughs> one last quick one before I get your uh, couple to put in the black book. Did you watch uh, Zaki on the weekend and the win of Don Deschute in the group one over there? What do you make of Zaki? Oh, look, he was as brave as ever. You know, he's just he's just not the horse he was at te- you know at, at Rising Ten or whatever he is. And you know, we say it a million times. Um, you know, if, if age didn't stop us, then we'd still be watching Gary Ablett Senior, wouldn't we? And, and Kevin Butler, but it's just the reality of athletic endeavour that slows up. His will to win was still there, but he's just, he just, you know, he's a couple of lengths off where he was, and that's fair enough. Still, great application. The winner was terrific, though. He just ran enormous in a, you know, railway and um, and ran over him. Great race, though, and great race call. Have you got a couple uh, from the weekend that we need to jot down? Oh, look, I think, um, yeah, as you've touched on Ballarat's uh, a challenge um, going forward. Uh, out of that, that meeting, but we've, we've mentioned a couple uh, that we can probably uh, keep a close eye on. Uh, out of out of Ramakur, you're just looking at a couple of these that you're probably looking for a wet track. A horse like Wahaha Falls, you, you know, are you going to get one? Uh, I thought Broodnell was impressive in the last, and um, Iona Merck ran well against the pattern there. I think that's a coming winner, uh, subject to, to how the races shape up, but it was a pretty thin meeting. They threw a couple of highways at us and, and a midway, so... 
not a high-rating meeting in Sydney either. Gator, brilliant as always. We'll look forward to having a chat on Thursday, looking ahead uh, to another Saturday where we'll try to fill the pockets of all of the punters that are listening. That'll be the plan. Thanks, mate. Good on you, Gator. David Gately joining us there.